right, Acres of Diamonds community, welcome back. We're on podcast number 11. I'm joined here with DJ Ligori, co-founders of Acre Diamonds. My name is Scott Gibbs, and we have with us Taylor, not LaManna, Taylor LaManna, capital M for LaManna, and she's very adamant that we get that right, and we also wanted to note that out of all 11 podcasts, it is the coolest name. <laughs> Sorry, Andy Miller and Nick Prince, but, you know, it is cooler, it is cooler. than any of those names. Yeah, those are pretty standard names. Yeah, so, <laughs> pretty basic. Kind of like Scott Gibbs, by the way. Yeah. Um, so, welcome, Taylor. This is going to be awesome. I'm glad to have you here. I am very excited. <laughs> um, so, Taylor is a graduate. A yes, she is. A graduate of Acres she of did Diamonds. It. She, she did, did it. it. Congratulations. Yes. And a seven-week program. Normally a six-week Normally program. Normally six. And, we uh, extended it. You extended it? Yes, and it we're was gonna needed. Talk, are we going to talk about that we're, episode? We're going to talk about that number session? seven. We're going to we'll call it the, the seventh meeting. Kinda. The seventh yeah. meeting. And uh, it's proven to be transformational for Taylor, and we're going to talk about that and uh, the new chapter she's starting in her life, which is freaking awesome, mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah. Um, so talk to me about how long ago the program started what uh what took place and mm-hmm. kind of the between the two of you you know let us know how it went so it started what was it six six seven weeks ago that yep, was uh, we have a, a good mutual friend Jack Ann who introduced me to Taylor and said, "Listen, this girl's got it. She's got to go through the program. She would be awesome." Jack, Jack was on the podcast. Jack was on the podcast yep. too. Yep, shout out Jack. And uh, he said she'd be a great candidate for the program. So he gave me uh, her number and I reached out to her and it was kind of like I was just throwing caution to the wind, just seeing you know you know throw it all out there, see what would happen. And uh, so Taylor was like, "Yeah, I think this would be really cool." And originally. Uh, you know, the past people who have gone through the program, we've met in public areas. <laughs> and so I was like, well, do you want to meet at like a Starbucks or like a, like some, some, uh, some public area? Oh, to set this up though, this is, so this is right when COVID was. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Got so it. that's why got it got. It. All right. So, yeah. So now public areas are kind of off. Public of areas are shut. And I remember that we were talking, she goes, well, what's still open? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, where can we meet then? And so uh, we figured out that Starbucks was closed and but the drive-through was open <laughs> so i was i was throwing out some you know seeing what kind of humor i was working with and so i said well let's just meet in the drive-through then <laughs> and taylor's response was sounds good what time okay to be taylor. fair I, I did not know you yet so i did not know your level of sarcasm i just wasn't sure if you were just weird <laughs> So I was just like, or stupid. Maybe well, he was stupid. I mean, so I was just like, all right, I mean, you know this better than I do. <laughs> it would have been memorable just both of us sitting, sitting in, in, in a drive-thru. <laughs> and I remember I even said, I was like, Taylor, how the hell would we make that work? Like, would we both sit in our own vehicles? And she was like, I don't know. I just panicked and said yes. So <laughs> I did. <laughs> and this was the very first discussion you guys had? Yeah, oh, just about. Oh, yeah. Yes. So we broke the ice, that's like, funny. right off the bat. Yeah. But, classic. But basically what ended up happening was i i asked her i said you know are you comfortable with us meeting at your home or you know are is that something you would be interested in and she said i'm i'm fine with that we can meet you know in my living room and and uh so that's really how it all started and so the first time i went over there i just wanted to like for us to get used to who each other were so we just kind of introduced each other and you know here's who i am here's why this is i'm passionate about this you know who are you and so we just basically had like an hour and a half meeting of introducing ourselves to one another and i basically said listen this is you know if you want to go through this program you have to want to go through it like i'm not i'm not getting here trying to sell you something that 
that you might not necessarily want. You have to be interested in it and actually say, all right, I think this stuff is kind of cool, you know, thinking different, self-improvement. So we, uh, we had that initial meeting, and I, and I texted her, I think, a couple days later, and I said, you want to keep going with this? She said, let's do it. So that was how it started. So, Taylor, what? that's, that's a great point. I'm, I'm very curious what, um, what prompted you to even think that this was something that you'd be interested in. Was it Jack, or was it what? So what um, got you to even a, yeah, take so, a call? So honestly, <laughs> um, Jack definitely told me a little bit about it. I think it was on like St. Patrick's Day. Uh-oh. That was like, yeah. over, over drinks. Yeah, yeah. and Patrick's I remember that was when he texted me too. We could, we could barely make a coherent conversation. Yeah, <laughs> so we, were playing, we were playing yeah. beer pong when, <laughs> when uh, Jack texted DJ. But um, honestly, he told me a, a little bit about it, but I already am like i'm super into like progressive things that you know could help Mm -hmm. me in my self-improvement things like that like i do go to therapy and i do um i do like to talk about like things that are going on in my life just because i mean when i was younger i was i was a closed book so i kept everything inside i i was crazy just because you know it would all start boiling inside me and then come out at once so um definitely the uh the past year i've i've been super open about like how i'm feeling like expressing myself completely um just being transparent with everybody so when this program was introduced to me i thought this was perfect because and i i told tj several times i was like it's not like you know a basic therapy session when it's like they're just asking you questions and like nodding and giving you some weird supportive look and just like it's it's basically like essentially a game of like 20 questions about your problems so um this i liked this because you were able to completely open up and it was comfortable because he was sharing personal stories also and it made me open up a lot more and I think that I was able to like we've we've actually done it so many times where I was just talking on a rant for like 30 minutes by myself while he was just watching me and then I would come to like these crazy conclusions and it's just like you don't realize like how much you could understand about yourself just by like talking yourself through things so i really do think that this program is super important because i mean no one does it enough mm-hmm. so yeah. i i was definitely interested in and i you know just wanted to feel better mentally yeah, yeah. yeah. i'll tell you taylor you're, you're you actually described one of the found foundational principles of acres of diamonds the reality is we all have greatness within us and for lots of different reasons it's been covered up Right, it's been dirtied, it's been sullied, and we forget. Mm-hmm. Right, there's some, something got posted the other day. It says champions are made, not born. I I reposted it and edited it, and I said champions are born and then unmade. Mm-hmm. Right, so you had you have greatness within you. You know that. Like you, oh, yeah. you you've done enough self reflection where you know that. And then the two of you. Right, mm-hmm. DJ was able to ask you some questions, and which got you thinking in a different way. And then, after thirty minutes, you're like, "Holy shit, this is my conclusion." Thanks, mm-hmm. DJ. And DJ's like, "Yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that was it. <laughs> Sounds good. Nice job, DJ. Good question, right?" Yeah, basically. Yeah, but that's but that's the power of it, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the questions that we've put together in Acres of Diamonds, we spent. Oh, they were. They uh, we took us a hours, while. Yeah, mm-hmm. hours thinking about it. Yeah. Right, and they're designed that way. And I asked Taylor. I was like, you know, when you asked him these questions, did it feel weird? Did it feel like you had never answered these questions before? And 
I think she said something along the lines of, yes, it was difficult to answer them, but once I started going with them, then it just kind of came out, which is similar to the 20-minute rants. You know, it, it is kind of like you, you get asked these, these questions that you've never been asked before, but you have the answers to them, and the answers are awesome once you start digging into them. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I feel like we should put together a uh, disclaimer here that the results of <laughs> the results realized by Taylor Lamana are not indicative of yeah. other clients because she was already predisposed to greatness exactly. and she, you know, she started therapy and personal <laughs> development program. You know, she was ready. She was ready for it before it even got introduced. Yeah, to her. yeah exactly. Yeah. Yep, that's funny. Yeah. All right, so so that's that's the the why. That's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first meeting went great because you said you wanted a second meeting, I, I guess, right? Yeah. And then so meeting two, meeting three, meeting four, what happened? What was this one meeting that you told me about, that you both told me about, that was off agenda? Yeah. And why? What? Why was it off agenda? What were the circumstances of that, and what was the outcome? We uh, The meeting was, it was, so it was on our third, it was the third topic, I believe. Yeah, it was roles. It was roles. It was roles, and um, I mean, I could give a little backstory. So yeah, please. Um, I was working from home, uh, working remotely. It was boring, <laughs> but you know, I was driving through, doing my job, doing the best that I could. And me and my boss actually got into it that day. Um, I'm a very opinion opinionated <laughs> female, so I definitely speak up. When I'm bothered about three something. years in the army, by the way, yeah. Air, Force. Air Force, Air Force. Air Force. Oh, excuse me, I, really, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. thank I you. No idea. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so I, um, he said something that I thought was completely inappropriate, and unprofessional, and I called him out on it, and not directly to his face. I, I had a headset on, and he could listen through a headset, so I said it to my roommate, and I did add on after I said it. I hope he hears this. So I I had no problem saying it to his face. So then he um he you know he called me and was questioning me and then definitely just started picking out little things. Um, mm. Definitely just getting under my skin and um, it just felt like things you know were just going to keep being patchy. I was going to walk on eggshells every time I was going to work. I was just super uncomfortable. I was super checked out since January. So at this point I was kind of over it. Um, but. DJ came over, we were getting ready for our meeting, and I just, I was a mess. I was so stressed, I could not stop thinking about it. Like, he would try telling me a story, and I would literally just stop him and then start saying, oh my god, but what do I do about this? And, like, I just, I could not stop thinking about it, and it was just on my mind, and right away, he recognized that. He was just like, all right, look, we're not doing this. Um, Which is, I really respect that. I, I mean, I've had several male bosses i've actually only had male bosses um leaders essentially um so the fact that like dj went out of his way to make sure that i was okay um he could help me out he could talk me through my problems um was super respectable and i i definitely think more people need to be like you (laughs) appreciate that (laughs) but you could start with uh how you saw your side of the story that was uh that was a very good explanation basically i just i came in and uh it's like, all right, you know, you're ready to roll. Your Gracie had already attacked me. Yep. Her, her dog, <laughs> Gracie. Dog. <laughs> Gracie is Gracie basically went through the Acres of Diamonds program with us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she was sitting right next to us the whole time. So I, I came in, I was hanging out with Gracie, and I was like, how you doing, Taylor? And she said, well, I'm not 
doing that good and very blunt about it like she said you know she's she says what what's on her mind and i said well what's wrong and she basically explained you know the the little altercation that she had gotten in and so i sat down and and that kind of put me in a mood of all right is this appropriate is is this is this the right thing to do to say all right we're going to talk about the importance of knowing your role in various environments and how this can <laughs> can uh, can benefit you actually being conscious of it and so I kind of started thinking and we basically we opened up uh, we had an objective from the past week that I think we were going to read to one another and we had we had finished reading the the objective and we were kind of in a in, in a little a little bit of a better state but. It was to the point where I said, I don't think the value of going through this session right now is is there. And so I basically closed up my notebook and I closed, I put my iPad away and put everything to the side of me. I said, we're not doing this tonight. I said, we're not going through roles. I said, tonight we're just going to vent to one another and we're just going to have a little personal night. That was after you offered me a coffee and a burrito. <laughs> yeah, that was, Two things that do not go together. But it was that the was the first that thing counts. I thought of. I was like, maybe she's hungry. I was like, maybe like, you want to go get a burrito. You want to just go get like, go get coffee or something to, to take it, take the, uh, take your mind off of it. But, but no, she did not want the burrito. She did not want the coffee. She, we just started talking and we started talking about what had happened, what, you know, where we were now and where we, possibly wanted to go things along those lines and that night was probably the longest night we were together i mean i probably got there around 5 30 and left around 8 30 so that was about three hours of us just hanging out just being friends basically mm-hmm. and i think it's important to also realize that we had only seen each other or been together for four basically four days yeah prior to that <laughs> four days for an hour and a half or two hours hour and a half time, yeah right? so we it, it, we were so six like hours, very, six, six hours, hours basically. Into your relationship. Six hours into the relationship, and by the end of that night, I was like, I feel like I've known this girl forever. Like I trust her a hundred percent. Like this is, it, it was. Uh, not only was it beneficial, I, I think for her, but it helped me a ton too. Well, I think this is what uh, true leaders will understand, right? You're, if you're doing your job right with her, you're asking questions, mm-hmm. and the nature of asking questions is. Then you're on. The, you should be listening for the answers, which in, indicates you're learning something, right? So yeah. you should always, as good leaders, are always learning. A um, couple things about what you just said. Number one, the the uh, what do you call them? The objectives. The objectives. Yeah. So you've turned those now into the challenges on the Acres of Diamonds Challenge Group. Yeah. So that's how that actually came about. And those are exploding. Yeah. <laughs> those yeah. are. Yeah. So that's happening really, th- really well. And the other thing that I found really, really impressive about when you describe what you two described me this process of that day is that you understood your role <laughs> in the relationship which was you were there for taylor mm-hmm. period you weren't there for you you put your ego aside and your need want and desire to follow your agenda and say okay it's not my agenda it's actually taylor's agenda what's how do i best serve taylor today and then you looked for the you looked you gave her the opportunity to define that for you mm-hmm. right you met her where she was so to speak and then taylor walked into it so you had a strong role right which was vulnerability transparency yep. authenticity mm-hmm. right and together you guys came up with what well um so basically um the way that I handle stress, which we've talked about several times, yeah. is I do know how to deal with stress. Um, I'm the type of person that likes to handle it right then and there. Um, She's very good at it. 
that's Very this way bad. you know it's not an issue anymore yeah. it's not stressful anymore nope. to me so we sat there and he was like all right so here's what we're gonna do why why is this an issue essentially and i was like okay well you know i don't want to be uncomfortable at work blah 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 and then he said is this like like is this what is this what you want to do and i was like i mean you know, I, I, I've told him already, you know, I want to move to North Carolina. I wanted to promote within the company, but it was super frustrating because of COVID going on, you know, there was a hiring freeze. So, you know, I'm just sitting here stuck in this role, in this position, a job that I did not like for God knows how long, you know, just cause you know, the hiring freeze, I didn't know like whenever this would end, I could be stuck here till fall. Um, and I just, I, w I was not enjoying it and I was miserable. So, and he, DJ noticed that I was miserable. Like I did not want to do this job. And he's like, well, I mean, have you looked on indeed? I was like, I mean, a while ago. And I had t told him the story of me being like ignorant one day at work when my boss annoyed me and I went on indeed right in front of him. But that, I mean, that was it. So he's like, I mean, maybe you should just, you know, look. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. So, you know, the, the stress started, you know, going down and I updated my resume once he left that night and we talked more about like what I wanted to do and like what essentially like things that make me happy. I was like, I like sales. Mm -hmm. I like talking to people. I like dealing with people. I'm great face to face. Um, so he actually went home that night and was like looking up jobs <laughs> where I could help out people, which is super I was sweet. Up, like counseling jobs that you didn't need like a degree yeah. in counseling in. <laughs> so, um, I was thinking like more so like outside sales, you know, I could sell people something that's going to help them out. That's going to benefit them, things like that. So, um, I was, you know, trying to figure out what do I want to sell? Cause I mean, at this point I was selling payroll and it's just like, you had to convince them you need our payroll, which I don't. I don't like convincing somebody something like I want the product to sell itself. I want to be able to just talk and build a relationship with like my clients. So I actually, the next day I got on indeed, had my resume updated and I uploaded everything and no joke within the first five minutes, I had three separate jobs email me. Yes. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's a, yeah, that's awesome. Um, and so I was like, okay all right i'll it's be like, fine right. i'll be fine <laughs> i don't have a degree but i'll be fine like mm -hmm. that's what i was worried yeah, about like so, that so just uh, well, i i have to interrupt you yeah people that are in the military and i'm talking um big companies big fortune 500 companies i came from general electric we made it a point to recruit from the armed services the reason we made it a point to recruit from the armed services because at 18, 19, 20 years old, you were giving levels of responsibility and levels of decision-making authority over the life safety of other people, right? So at very young ages, you were given responsibility for organization, responsibility for leadership, responsibility for self-deterministic behavior that isn't being provided in colleges isn't being provided in a, I mean, part of why we do Acres of Diamonds is because those skills that you acquired in the, in the Air Force are missing from people today. So it's not, to me, it's not a surprise that you are in such high demand. And my bet is, number one, it was the Air Force. And number two, it was a female that was in the Air Force. 
right? Mm -hmm. So I think those two together will serve you for a very, very, very long time. And I, I'm a self-talk bitch. Like, I, I hated what you just said. I don't have a degree. I don't give a fuck. Right. I mean, I always got, thought that too. But well, you need to now. You, you hear just, it all the time. Just, no, mm -hmm. don't don't worry about it. Honest to God, don't don't you ever say that to yourself again. You have I you won't. you have you have an Air Force degree, yeah. right? Think of it that way, and it's a much stronger position to come from, right? You, it's a unique and market dominating thought versus I don't, I can't, I shouldn't, I couldn't, I wouldn't. We don't use those words, right? I have an Air Force degree. All right? That's, All that's right. a degree. I do. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely sounds cooler. <laughs> no offense to everyone with it. <laughs> yeah, no offense. <laughs> I, mean, I don't have an Air Force degree. I, 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 I don't think Coach Gibbs has an Air no, Force degree. I, I would like one. <laughs> be awesome. I do appreciate that. Um, I, yeah, so essentially, you know, I got those those three job opportunities in outside sales in North Carolina, in Raleigh, you know, all where I wanted to be. I was like, this, this is perfect. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll be okay. Yeah. And then, you know, the day goes by, I'm just out of it. So. And we talked about too, like that, cause that, so that was the day you're supposed to have the call. I was with, supposed right? to have a call with my boss and just we, to we discuss the day before. Yeah. Like he canceled being on me. neutral and stuff like that. <laughs> he canceled on me and I told DJ, I was like, Oh, this like, this is not a good sign. He canceled the call with me. Like, I was like, he's going to set something feeling. up for the, for the end of the day and talk with me. So I get on a call with uh, my boss and his boss. And I'm on the call, and I'm just, you know, hearing them just go on. And it's just, it's so frustrating listening to him talk because my boss was very sexist, and it was just frustrating to work under. You don't respond well to that? No. No? I do not. Who would have thought? He actually, <laughs> oh, my goodness. He actually uh, told me that I was terrifying. So he was—he definitely was no scared shit. of me. Oh, oh, no way. Yeah, no, he uh, he said I was utterly terrifying, and I could quote those words. By the way, I don't get that vibe from you at all. Thank you. I get, I get, I get strong. Yeah, Thank strong you. and I genuine. Strong. I get yeah. strong, Yeah. but I don't get terrified. Thank you. Mm, no. Um. So I, I got on the call, and I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm done listening to this. And they were just like, what? And I was like, I quit. What do I do with my stuff? And they're like, well, that wasn't the goal of this phone call. I was like, no, it wasn't. But you know what? I come into work tomorrow. I'm walking on eggshells because I spoke my mind about my boss. He's going to be treating me every day as if he resents me because I spoke up to him. And I definitely called him out. I said that he was the worst hire for the company. I was very angry. So I let it all out. Um, and essentially, I was just like all right, yep, what do I do with myself? And he just kept saying, no, that like that wasn't the goal. I was like, I don't care if it was the goal. I don't want to work under him ever again, mm -hmm. and I never will. He's not fit to be a leader. And, and by the way, Air Force experience, you probably, you know, there's a great thing about the Air Force and the armed services. You get to see great leaders, but you also get to see awful. not great leaders, yeah. right? Because there's yeah. some yes. really awful leaders there, too. Mm -hmm. yes. So by seeing the contrast, you know Right? You know good oh, yeah. leadership when you see yeah. it. Yes. Like, mm. firsthand. Um, I always I always compare um, basically every boss or leader that I've had to um, one of my supervisors. Who is that? In the military. Uh, Jesse Cornell. Um, he's a tech sergeant. Um, maybe I'll send this to him so you yeah. can hear. So, so I, uh, seriously, yeah. look, guys, we have to promote strong leaders. There's, yes. there's terrible leadership around us everywhere. 
and yeah. it gets promoted all the time. We have yeah. to promote the good leaders. Make I, sure I agree. you reach out to Jesse Jeanette. Cornell. Yes, yeah. Cornell. Cornell. Um, yeah. He um, actually he was definitely one of the best leaders I had. He knows that you know I was going through a rough patch, um, you know, with every going mm -hmm. everything going on when I was separating, and he would literally just he would say, you know what. Don't wear your uniform today. Wear your civilian clothes. Go to the chalet we have because on base we had a chalet. He's like, you know, work with some of the boys over there. So I would, you know, I was building decks with them. Didn't have to report in office. And he just knew that doing that stuff, keeping me busy, would like relax me. Mm -hmm. uh, he was always there for me, and he was a leader that he would do things that he expected from other people. You know, those leaders sure. that it's like, I'm not, I'll, I expect you to do this, but I'm not going to do it. He was never like that. That's he, not leadership. No. He would come in early almost every day. He would stay late. He would, he would look out for his people. And I have so much respect for him. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I, w I wish Jesse could see her eyes right now. I know. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not quite welling up, but they're, they're, they're on the precipice of welling up because of how, how he made her feel yeah as a leader right so mm -hmm. that's another thing for people to, to recognize as leaders people don't remember right leadership unless you make them feel make them feel a certain significant mm -hmm. if you make them feel heard if you make them feel listened to that's that's what people remember about their leaders yeah he um i mean he was even a he was a leader he was a friend like even when i separated he uh Actually, conveniently, he was very close with my ex, um, Justin, yep. that we had talked about. Yes. Um, he was super close with Justin, and um, I, you know, I still have a lot of respect for Justin. Mm -hmm. He's a great person. Um, but when we, you know, first separated, um, Jesse actually texted me, reached out, just asking, "Hey, how are you doing? Like, are you okay? Like, do you need anything? You know, be strong." I saw your, I saw your Facebook post. Just. Know that somebody's here for you. Know that I'm here for you. And mm. I just... That's awesome. Just hearing that, like, you know, just sometimes that's what you need. Like, sometimes mm. you just need to hear from not just anybody, but from, like, a certain person that, like, you respect that you have um, a lot of, you know, care and love for. So... it's a good point. It, it's a very good point. Yeah, it definitely, like, it, it made my day. It made yeah. my week. <laughs> so, good. I mean, I still think about it, and it was forever ago it yeah. feels like it was important it was something yeah. you remember it was a memory yeah um so back to the story i uh i was just like they're like we'll send you a box and i was like cool <laughs> consider it done and then he's like i need a email of resignation i was like all right just typed it out hung up that was it and i left and then i called you know my team and i let them all know what was going on and i mean they all agreed with me they felt the same so i knew i wasn't alone they all still loved me i mean i, I definitely like to think i made an impact on the team i i felt like i was a leader myself i would help out you know the new people i would sit i would give everyone tips um and just seeing some poor leadership like that like i told him i was like it makes it i want to be a boss one day you know i want to be a leader i want to be the leader that i Never had, and then the leader that I had, like you know, Jesse Cornell. Mm -hmm. I want to be someone like him. I want to, I want to impact people's lives. I, I just think it's something that I'm destined to do. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. One hundred percent. You are too. And yep. you know, for me, I heard a great quote um, about leadership from from a leader that I really came to appreciate, and he said when I was going through a challenge with change management in one of my teams, he said, Scott, are you the type of person? that leads through fear and intimidation or inspiration and motivation and I said 
for sure the latter, inspiration and motivation. He said, is your team moving the way you want them to move yet? And I said, no. And he said, well, instead of wishing it was easier, figure out how to get better at inspiring and motivating those people to see what you see in them. And I'll never, mm -hmm. like, I'll, I'll, I'll always remember that, right, is he inspired me to be better at inspiring others, you know, and it was, uh, it stuck with me. Yeah. It's been, t it's been 10 years probably. And those are those moments that you remember. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like a, like Michael Scott said, you know, would you rather be feared or love? Both. <laughs> I want people to fear how much they love me. <laughs> fear how much they love me. That's outstanding. That's that great. That is great. <laughs> Well, that's but, fantastic. So, yeah, so, um, so transformational. Continuing the story yeah. now. <laughs> this is where it gets juicy. So, um, you know, I quit, sent my stuff in, and that that night I, I, I texted DJ. I was like, I quit. I just said I quit. I quit, yeah. and he called me right away. So he probably thought you're quitting Acres of Diamonds. Yeah. Like, oh, wait, wait, can't have that. I, I was just like, oh, I what mean, to, to, get a, to get a text that just says I quit, I'm like, oh, shit, what, what does this mean? <laughs> So I immediately I, called her. <laughs> and he said, like, he's like, I could just hear how happy you are. And so many people have noticed. They're yeah. like, you, you are, oh you are, you're glowing. Like, you just seem so much happier. Like, you got rid of that anxiety that just carried with you from that job. And, you know, the, the leaders that you were dealing with and things like that. So, um, you know, I applied for a few more jobs. And I started, like, finding a lot of jobs for solar energy um, down in North Carolina and I was like, this is perfect because, first of all, the product sells itself. One thing that I wanted. Mm -hmm. Saving the earth. Who doesn't <laughs> want to know? save the earth, yeah. <laughs> um, and two, it's outdoor sales, so I'm talking to clients all day, just dealing with them face-to-face, -face, and I loved it. And so, you know, I applied for some solar energy job, I think two to be exact. The next day I got a call. And he gave me a phone interview, and then the next day I got another phone interview, and instead of getting an in-person interview, he just said, I would be stupid not to hire you. So I got the job four days after I quit my job. <laughs> um, pay is great. <laughs> three times yes. what I was making before. So, um, Pardon me? Three times what I was making before. <laughs> so, and I did all that with the support of DJ. And, you know, I found an apartment, got everything done. This all happened within two weeks. Like oh, two it weeks. It was I, happening like it was, it was so wild. fast. Yeah. Like my, my life was literally on fast forward. Mm -hmm. It <laughs> so, was. You know, I found a place. I got um, Gracie registered as a emotional support <laughs> animal. So I'm super excited about that. So, you know, I don't have to pay for her in my complex. And mm -hmm. I mean, she is. She. She's the sweetest. She is an emotional she's, support. She's yeah. the sweetest. Yeah, animals girl are. Ever. No doubt, animals are. She, yeah, she's she's like a human. She, she is. She'd come up to the table and just put her paws, paws on, on the, the table, table. Just stand there while we were talking. While we were talking talk, and just yeah. like like she'd nod her head like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> that so makes funny. sense. So yes, I did that. Um, started packing everything. Um, did some shopping. Got some more stuff for the house. Hired a mover. Um, my mom and my older sister and my nephew are coming to help me move and i'm super excited about that um we're going to the beach the next day which is my favorite oh, thing yeah. and it's going to be my nephew's first trip to the beach so i have a lot to look forward to That's um, awesome. you know we're only going up from here oh yeah i'm amazed so that was quite a day and that that was like everything she just described like we said it was fast i mean the meeting to the i quit to the new job was seriously like five days it, it was 
And I remember walking in the next week, and I was like, "What are you kidding me? You're gonna get a new job in five days? Like, you don't e- we don't even have like a grace period to like think of, of you know what's the next move." But no, she was like, "Screw this! I know what I want," and, and went and did it. And and you know, it was awesome. tough people, tough people know what they want. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> so I take it you got into some toughness discussions. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 One well, of my uh, one of my favorite topics. Oh yeah. You said that in lo- in love. In love. Yeah. So I, I'm curious. <laughs> I have a very very strong opinion about toughness. Where did you come down oh. on mental toughness versus physical toughness? So we actually, I think, for about roughly like 45 minutes, oh. just. We're like back and forth, and not like it, not arguing. We were having like a very a good, intelligent good conversation. Yeah, it was yeah. it was great because I, I I think we were able to both sway each other, which I think is super yeah. powerful. Because I mean, most time I have like most times that I have debates with people, they're just like, "Oh, you're wrong" or "I'm right." But like this was probably one of the most successful debates I've ever had. So <laughs> yeah. like, we both came to an agreement. Um, I forgot what we. It was like a general saying. toughness. Yeah, right? because I thought like I was like they're two different things, and he's like they're the same thing, and I was like. And I worded it in a different way. Her wording was phenomenal to the point where I was almost like, shit. Well, I remember <laughs> is, the reason I'm asking because you, right? call, you called me. Yeah. You, you called me and said, <laughs> like, this, dude, I, I've just been challenged on, our, on one of our theories, one of our hypotheses. I said, which one? He said, toughness. And I said, I'm all ears. Let's yeah. hear it. And I, and I actually said, I, I'm not sure if I, I'm, I'm on in Taylor's camp. Mm-hmm. I, like, I'm not sure. But I remember thinking... It's a reasonable hypothesis. Yeah, and, uh, it made like it made sense. Yeah, kinda. it made sense. Yeah, so it kind of, it kind of. I was, I was like, oh man, we got to rethink this whole topic now. So yeah, so do you re- do you guys remember? Because my, my hypothesis is, and you're kind of in the mm-hmm. same camp until Taylor, the discussion with Taylor mm-hmm. is that there is no real physical toughness. Yeah. it's, it's yeah. mental toughness because in order to do things that are difficult physically it's not a body decision it's a mind decision yeah. your mind has to push you to do that which is what i kind of explained i think i want the topic of saying like the you know the the disney um movie the sword in the stone yeah. i think i went that route saying like and he was like well that was just a mental thing and i was like no, it wasn't. I was like the the the, the man. He was he was strong, and we got into this whole discussion. Yes. And I was like, I think it's like, I mean, if you take, let's say, someone never works out, never worked out a day in his life. Someone you know, super thin, just lives his best life, and then you get a man who works out every single day. Um, but maybe this guy or woman, man or woman. Me. Yes, you are correct. Yeah. I am. Excuse wow. me, Taylor. Yeah, disrespecting my own gender. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm hurt. Uh, so, um, female or male? Female or male? <laughs> um, this, the you know, this this person is mentally tougher, and this one's mentally weak. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, my dance teachers always said it, it, it's essentially mind over matter you know it's what your what your mind tells you to do but i definitely think that it's i mean your body everyone's built differently you definitely got to work for it too so i think it it goes hand in hand that's Um, that was so that 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 was a good point that was it yeah so that That was was it it. that that in order to get tough in order to get physically strong or physically tough you actually have to be mentally tough first so there was that's Mm -hmm. what it was there was a time thing to it 100 i think you came down on Absolutely, you have to have mental toughness to be physically tough. But once mm-hmm. you're physically tough, you're physically tough. Exactly. Right? Like so, I was saying, yeah. like I, I go to the gym, yeah. and I was like, my motivation is my mental toughness to right. go to the gym. Right. But when I'm there working out, 
it's i'm in the zone it is yeah. just it is my body i am working my body out like yeah. i am doing that like i'm not even i'm not thinking i'm not using my brain like like right. or at least like in the moment that's how i'm feeling i'm just mm. listening to my music right. and i mean my mental toughness was getting me there it was getting me there it was working mm. out um and i think that's definitely that that was the route that i was looking at yeah and yeah. this is a great example of now acres of diamonds making the student mentor relationship. Now she's teaching me what toughness is. Well, and it should, and, and it, and, and it should be, and it that, should way, be right? that way. It, I think that's awesome. It should it's, be. Yes, because um, I ended up totally thinking, all right, maybe I think she's actually kind of right. This might just be a general toughness, and you might just use one in one point. All right, the mental toughness got me to the gym, but now once I'm there, I'm physically moving the weights. Yeah. Granted, I mean, we can get down to, you know, my mind is telling my bicep to contract and things along yeah. those lines, but it definitely made me halt just a little bit on uh on what i believed yeah i'm not sure i'm ready to upend my hypothesis yet but uh, okay. i didn't say it fully swayed <laughs> me. It, just, I do, it halted I, me i really uh, more than anything i really appreciate what you said about a healthy debate because i am so frustrated about america these days that people like you said you're wrong I'm not. I'm not trying to be right or wrong. I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling I'm you what I believe. I'm just saying how I feel. Yeah. That's how I feel. That's why there is no right or wrong to what I believe or how I feel. What do you feel? What do you believe? I'd like to learn what you feel or believe, and maybe we adjust our hypothesis, mm-hmm. right? Maybe I adjust what I feel or believe because I've listened to what you feel or believe. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. We're missing that. I think it's all about experiences, you know, like yeah. your your yeah. your self experiences. Um, I mean, you can't tell someone that they can't feel a certain way, so it's pretty ignorant to like get in a debate with someone and just say that they're wrong. Like, no, they passionately believe that yeah. for a reason, just based off their own personal experiences. Right. Just like I believe the opposite because of my own personal experiences. Like, okay, for example, like soulmates. Like some people are like, oh, I believe that there's, you know, a person out there just based off experiences. But then I could just sit here and say, I don't believe in soulmates. I just think, you know, there's people that you just like, you'll click with, people you get along with. But I, who am I to tell you that you're wrong? Maybe you found your soulmate, you know? Mm -hmm. And who are you to tell me that I'm wrong? Maybe I haven't found mine. Yeah. And who's to say there's just one? There's 7.5 billion people in the world. Exactly. Maybe there's there's multiple. Yeah. There's many different ways of looking at a relationship then, too. Right. You know, whether it's a soulmate or whether it's someone you click with. It's your belief. It's, it's, It's ours. That's what makes it cool. Right. Yeah. Fantastic, Taylor. So, when are we moving? I am moving Friday at 4 a.m. Movers are coming Thursday. We're packing it up so and then the tw- leaving May first thing awesome. May 22nd. I am out Movies. of Rochester. Yeah. day. <laughs> yep. That is when, What day will we be on the beach? Uh, Saturday. Saturday oh the 23rd. <laughs> yeah. I'm expecting a picture to, to both of us. Beach is fun. Hope you guys are enjoying <laughs> Rochester. Rain. Yeah, the rain. <laughs> so it took my wife about 10 and a half or 11 hours to drive down there uh, yesterday. She, mm-hmm. dr- she drove down on the 15th. And, uh, yeah, I had him send me a picture. I was lonely yesterday. It, it, you know, we got, I got used to having a, everybody home because, yeah. you know, they've been home a lot together. But I've been in New York City for the last three years for the most part. Mm-hmm. So I... But now we've all been home together for the last eight or nine, ten weeks, whatever mm-hmm. it's been. And I was like, huh, they're not <laughs> this here. Is this is weird. <laughs> what do I do now? You know? <laughs> yeah. So I I am so proud of both of you. Um, Thank you. I, Thank I you. really, really am. And I, that, that story about that day, DJ, when you showed up and you clearly recognized that Taylor needed something different. And Taylor, you making sure he knew 
how you felt and that maybe you needed something different and then the two of you together coming up with what you came up with and then I honestly don't think I would have ever made the the bold moves that I did like unless we had that meeting if we never had that meeting and just went into roles I I don't think I would have quit I think I would have stayed and settled so and who knows what yeah I mean that 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 day changed my life it, well it's changed it me. made just, me just, think yeah made me th- you know meeting people where they are you know there's there's nothing that people want to do things on their terms Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's the important. And, that's you, and, super you, important. and you reminded, like, look, I've known her for what two hours, yeah. an hour and a half, and an hour and a half, an hour forty minutes, and she's she's obviously a very very strong willed person, mm-hmm. right? And all she needed was someone to remind her of it, right? Mm-hmm. Through some tools, which is what you did. Right, and we were on about six hours of our relationship mm-hmm. <laughs> by that point too. And I and I always get like everyone asks me, "Wait, what? Really? That happened so fast? Like, yeah. do you have any family down there? Do you have any friends? Like, I'll answer your questions now. I do not know a single person in North Carolina. I don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. But I've always been super independent. I mean, I moved three thousand miles across the country, <laughs> yeah. you know, to be to to live in Alaska. So I've always been super independent. Um, I mean, I do love my family. I love my family with all my heart. Uh, my nephew, probably going to miss him the most. Sorry, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably going to watch this. But um, I, I definitely made it a point that it's, it's not like the military where I come home twice a year and that's it. Like, I can, the way that I made sure the schedule worked is I could take days off. I could come home for long weekends. And it's a 10-hour drive. Or it's a cheap flight that's under $150. Like, I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And I'll be able to see them. And I'll make it work. But at the end of the day, you got to do, you got to ma- make a big step. You got to make a, you got to take a chance, you know, to create your own happiness. And I knew I wasn't happy here in Rochester. So if that means being alone in a state that I want to be at because no one else wants to be there, I'm going to do it because I know it makes me happy. Oh, you got yeah. your dog. You're not alone for crying out loud. And, uh, and Sometimes my dog's very <laughs> annoying. I love her, but she's annoying. <laughs> very clingy. And and you just described the type of person you are, which is outgoing, like to be around people, want to talk to people. So alone is going to be temp- very way, temporary. Way, yeah. way, way temporary, oh, yeah. right? Very, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm very good at meeting people. Like yeah. my, my dad's so worried. He's like, what if you're in a bad area or what if you do this? I'm like, well, first thing I'm doing when I get there is get my, you know, concealed carry permit because I'll be living alone. You know, I want to be mm-hmm. safe anyways. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, I meet anybody. I can make friends anywhere. I could go to a restaurant and just walk up to somebody. I could go to the beach and walk up to somebody. That's how I've always been. I was like, Dad, you should know me by now. This is who I am. <laughs> and I felt that the first time I met her, I was like, this girl, she's good with, with people, like she, like she had said. So, which I think is... Uh, I think it's a measure of self-confidence. I think it's a measure of understanding who you are. You know, there's there's nothing like walk. You know, I I remember my uh, I had a, a list of rules uh, in my uh, in my office, and number eight on the on the list is never be afraid to ask out the hottest looking girl in the room. And I think that's so important. From like just so meta- metaphorically speaking, mm-hmm. it's like listen, right. I'll go up. I'm either failing or succeeding. It's it's that simple. Either way, I will still be the same person at the at the end of this. Wow, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. To, to all of you guys out there who might be you know scared about going after that girl you really want, just do it. Who cares? 
That's I think, awesome. I think that's the important part. And that's actually what Tyler's doing. Just doing it. Who cares, right? And we'll see what happens. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, you two have inspired me. I can tell you that. So thank you. Thank you for sharing um, your experience with Acres of Diamonds. And Taylor, the best of luck to you. Thank you very much. It's going to be fantastic. I'm and, very excited. Uh, I think it will be and I really, awesome. I encourage you to share not only the podcast with Jesse, but reach out to Jesse and let him know the impact he's made on your life. Um, mm-hmm. Leadership's lonely, mm-hmm. and we need to positively awesome. reinforce the good leaders so that they continue to want to be good leaders. Yeah. So he would love to hear that from you. Yeah. Believe me, he would love to hear that from you. And he's obviously made a positive impact on your life if you're still emotional about it when you talk about him and, and how he's made you feel. So thank you, Jesse. Um, anything else from you, too? I, I think I've talked enough. <laughs> I got one more thing that I think would be important. Uh, one reoccurring topic that came up was Taylor's mom and how much she how much she loved her. And, and I think one of the... Uh, one of the questions we discussed was, you know, what, who's the toughest person you know? And, and she said her mom. And so that's, uh, you know, I, and I think one of the, the lines she said was, strong women raise strong women. And I always thought that was, like, very, uh, it was very pure. It was very simple. And so, I so think, shout I out Taylor's it, mom. Like I think that's, it got brought uh, up at least one time, time in each session. Yeah, yeah we, we we talked about my mom. I feel like I know the whole family, and I haven't, haven't really even met any of them. But I, it's uh, it, it made me feel good just just hearing Taylor talk about the love that she has for not only her sisters and and Jack and you know baby Jack and her mom and her dad. I I think it was uh, it was refreshing. It, that it was that is awesome, and yeah. not, to your dad. There's not a day that we meet where you don't say, yeah, my dad says or my dad mm-hmm. taught me this. And, and you know, you and I, all three of us, all three of us have people in our lives that made us feel better about ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And in general, we have to continue to let them, let them know the positive yeah. impact they made in our lives. Yeah, lucky. I mean, mm-hmm. not everybody is as incredibly lucky as we are right. to have those people in our life, yeah. so... Shout out to my mom. I love you. (laughs) That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Podcast number 11. We're out. See ya. Thank you.